Hi, you're listening to my mom, Kat Lee, on the Inspired to Action podcast. Hey, can I listen to it? Hey, this is Kat Lee, and you're listening to episode number 17 of the Inspired to Action podcast. Today, I'm chatting with Katie Orr. She's a good friend of mine, and she runs the Hello Mornings Challenge. And we're going to be talking about simple ways not only to study the Bible, but simple ways to find time to, to study the Bible. As busy moms, our, our lives are constantly changing in new seasons with new schedules. And we're going to be just be talking about some of the struggles and successes that we've had. And I hope that you'll learn a lot from it and that you'll enjoy hanging out with us. But first, I want to give a shout out to Annie Lubug. Um, at least that's her nickname on iTunes. Uh, she left a comment and she just says that this podcast is um, thoughtful content, always challenging, but gentle enough to take in, full of grace, seasoned with salt. And um, when you guys leave comments or reviews on iTunes, it helps other moms to find us and hopefully be encouraged and uh, be able to be better moms to their kids uh, because we all need that little pep talk during the day. And that's really what I want this podcast to be. So that whatever you're doing in the middle of the day, um, or at the beginning of the day, or even at the end of the day, that when you stop listening to this, that you feel encouraged and challenged, and you can go back out there and have a great fourth quarter, if you'll allow me to uh, pull that uh, football analogy all the way through. Um, so thanks so much for leaving that review, Annie Lubug. Um, so, and if you get a chance and you enjoy the podcast, I'd love it if you would uh, head over to iTunes and leave a comment or a review as well. So if you uh, do enjoy listening to podcasts, uh, this week I'm also on the Simple Mom podcast, and you can check that out on iTunes. Just search for Simple Mom, and I'm sure she'll come up. It's a podcast that I do with Tish Oxenreiter from simplemom.net, and I'm one of six co-hosts that she has, and the other co-hosts are, you know, way more amazing than I am, and I know you'll love listening to them as well. Um, but I am on there this week, so if you want to check that out, uh, just do a search for Simple Mom on iTunes or whatever uh, format you're listening to podcasts through. Um, well, as I said, I'm, we're, we're chatting with Katie Orr today, and we worked together on the Hello Mornings Challenge for years, and now she's running it with a really amazing group of women. She blogs at hellomornings.org, katieorr.me, and she runs uh, do not depart.com. Uh, and she's the author of tons of Bible studies, including the one that we are currently giving away on the blog. So if you don't already have that, head over to inspiredtoaction.com and check it out. It's a great, simple way to dive into the Word. And I hope that after today's episode, you're going to be inspired to do that. So let's just jump right on into the interview. Hey, Katie. How are you today? I'm good. How are you, Kat? I'm good. We have kind of confusing names, don't we? Kat and yes, we Katie. Did. I'm sure it's even worse in print. Uh, um, for those of you listening, Katie is a regular contributor on Inspired to Action, and I'm sure that very often readers think that I wrote something that was actually the genius of Katie because, you know, it's easy to get them confused. And I actually get emails sometimes people thinking my name is Katie because it's a lot more That's common funny. than Kat. Yes, we just did that to confuse you all. Yes. That's ex that was our plan. <laughs> so where are you? Where are you from? Where, where are um, you? I am in Harrodsburg, Kentucky, right now at my favorite little coffee shop here in town, Harrodsburg Coffee Company. And they are wonderful. I walk in and they know what I want, and I'm hid away in a little room they have here, and it's great. I love it. A coffee shop with your very own room. I need one of those. <laughs> yeah. It's not my own room, but there's just no one here in the afternoon. But a room so. that you can go in and close the door, that sounds amazing. 
With coffee. With coffee. And you're not at your house, so there's nothing to clean or feel guilty yes. about not cleaning. That's right. Nice, nice. Well, uh, for those of you who don't know you, Katie, will you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, goodness. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I am a mom of three little ones. I'm kind of coming out of the hole of little ones, of life with little ones, um, almost. My youngest is three. And so he is definitely entering into that. He's three and a half. I think three and a half to four and a half is the worst. <laughs> I don't know. At least for me and my kids, three and a half to four and a half are the just this is the hardest stage for me. Um, and they're just so defiant. Anyway, so he's sweet as can be, except for when he's not. And then um, my daughter is in kindergarten. And then my oldest son is eight-year-old in third grade. So that's my kiddos, and I'm a pastor's wife. My husband is a senior pastor here in Harrodsburg, and I've been from all over the place. I grew up in California, have lived in Alabama, went to Auburn University, then moved to Florida, then moved to, then got married, then moved to, to Georgia, then moved back to Florida, and now we're in Kentucky. So, do you have like a all do you have a map with all the states that you've lived in posted on any of your walls? That'd be really fun, <laughs> but. I tried to buy those magnets, and then I realized that all those different magnets, like, they don't go together like a puzzle piece. Oh, uh, that would be annoying. It really bothered me. <laughs> going every state that I've tried to get them, and they just try to make them all about the same size, so they're not to scale. So Texas is, like, the same size as Alabama. So uh, you can't put... I had this vision of having this great big map on my fridge. Are uh, you type A? I am. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's me. Pass Mothers of three and type A. There we go. <laughs> well, how do how do we know each other? You you blog too, don't you? Oh yes, we blog. Um, sorry, I blog. I blog <laughs> at <laughs> my website is katieor.me, and that's my personal site, which I've just recently tried to develop more. Um, my personal blog has been more of an afterthought, usually, um, just out of busyness, but. I'm excited to start writing there more regularly and podcasting there. And then um, I started DoNotDepart.com a couple years back. That was actually my first blog, which morphed into Do Not Depart. And it is a site for um, any type of woman looking for tips and encouragement to abide in God's word. And then um, I also started the Hello Mornings blog last January. It's very hard to believe that that was almost a year ago. Um, so Crazy. that was a blog baby from Inspired to Action. And um, it's been fun. It's been a fun ride. So I think I got them all. I contribute a couple different places, but those are my main main spaces. Well, for those of you listening, Katie um, runs the Hello Mornings Challenge now and is wonderfully administrative and gifted in all those kinds of areas that I am profoundly not gifted in. And so she does a fantastic job. She's gathered together a team of people. If you are not a part of Hello Mornings, I highly encourage it. She really mm -hmm. is great at just bringing people together. And um, the team that she's she has is just, they're just pretty much amazing. They're awesome. Amazing. They're awesome. Um but yeah, Katie has a passion for God's Word and for helping other people uh, not just know how to study it, but find the time to study it. And and this is especially true for moms. You know, I, I know that for me as a mom, when, when I first 
and when I had my first, and of course it got harder with every successive mm-hmm. child. But you know, when I was in college, it was easy to spend time with God because I just had free time. I could, I thought my own thoughts all day long, and I finished <laughs> them. I finished actual thoughts mm-hmm. and without getting interrupted, and so. You know, it's super easy to have a quiet time when you can finish thoughts and we can sit down and not get interrupted. And you just have wide swaths of time to do with as you please. But when Mm -hmm. you step into motherhood, which is wonderful and refining and will push you to Jesus like nothing else, it's harder to Mm -hmm. actually spend time with him and to study the word. And, you know, honestly, I feel like in this digital age, my ability to focus and concentrate has atrophied. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to sit down and I studied, well, I didn't study, like it wasn't my major, but I remember taking a class and studying Shakespeare and, and just deeper things that require more thought when I was in college. And I don't mm-hmm. know that I have the brain power to sit and focus on that anymore. Cause even just the word of God has gotten, uh, once I had kids, just, it was just harder to focus and to concentrate with kids distracting and the internet, you know shortening my attention span Mm -hmm. Um, and so and I would think that most of you listening just as moms it's definitely more of a challenge than it used to be and so today Katie and I are going to be chatting about mostly Katie uh, about how to make the time to study the word and Mm -hmm. simple ways that we can do it that sometimes maybe maybe you like me get it stuck in your head that it needs to be some really massive in-depth think that if I don't spend an hour then it's just what's the point mm-hmm. right yep so um Katie has some ideas for us today so just did you ever struggle with finding that time Katie yes I mean I still do <laughs> you know I, I think you know no matter what stage of life this is something that there are some seasons that it's a you want to want to thing you know mm-hmm. you want to want to study your bible but you don't really want to, you know, so you don't choose to. And then there's other times that you really do want to, and it's just difficult. It's just hard. Or, um, it's been anything from feeling like I just don't even have the time to actually making the time and sitting down and exactly what you're talking about, not being able to focus or feeling, I mean, I've fallen asleep a lot of times, you know, you just, it's, it's really hard to find that good, place where you're not too comfortable, but you're not, you know, miserable either. Um, as far as just being able to sit down and and pay attention and not think about all the things that you need to do or haven't done, or, um, you know, there's so many distractions and so many things that keep us from, from reading our Bibles, um, that it, it, just easily becomes overwhelming and it becomes a source of guilt for a lot of people, Mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. I like what Sally Clarkson says uh, in a previous episode of the podcast. I don't remember the episode number off the top of my head, um, but when I remember it, I'll tell you. Um, She she talks about the importance of just like an athlete trains, it was episode 16, just like an athlete trains and strengthens their muscles. Mm-hmm. Especially in this day and age, we need to train and strengthen our focus mm-hmm. and our ability to, you know, I don't think any athlete is like, yeah, I just want, I want to go run 26 miles and they just enjoy it the entire time. 
Right. Nobody, nobody does that. And, and mm-hmm. when we sit down to study the word, we're, it's not just going to be, it's not, you know, from glory to glory every single morning and just enjoying and getting something rich every single minute of it. Sometimes it just requires us to exercise the muscle. And while we do that, it's bearing fruit, even if we don't necessarily see it. But just right. the, that perspective that she had, I think I relate to athletic analogies, but that perspective mm-hmm. of exercising our muscle of, you know, I guess ultimately focus and self-discipline to sit down and say, God has more for me than I have for myself. And he has more mm-hmm. wisdom than I can conjure up. And so I'm going to sit down and I'm going to do this. And some days it might feel like it's this amazing, wonderful, perfectly flowing thing. But other days it might be more of a struggle. And so just having that perspective of I'm exercising right now, mm-hmm. at least for me, has been helpful. Yeah. Um, so one thing that you talk about uh, to help moms make the time and to find the time is uh, called a trigger. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, um, it started for me, I guess, back in college when, you know, in college you think you have no time, but reality is you have more time than you ever have or ever will for the rest of your life, probably. Um, but I, you know, I had my morning classes and then I'd have my whole afternoon free. I might have an afternoon lab and then I'd have my whole evening free. And, but I couldn't, I still was not in the word like I really wanted to, you know? And I was like, it just was frustrating. And I think it's just a lack of a habit is what it was for me. I just didn't have a habit of doing it at this point. It was the first, it was really the beginning of God working in my heart and drawing him to himself. And it wasn't just a religious thing. It was something I wanted to do. And so I wanted to learn more about him. I wanted to be in the Bible yet. I wasn't. And so it was really, like I said, that sense of failure and guilt in my life. And then one day it just kind of hit me you know what? I study just about every single day for something, you know, okay. I said it was type a, you know, I was a big nerd, whatever. Mm-hmm. So you could find me in the library two, three, four or five hours a day, just about every day. Because I, I, that was why I was, you know, I'm a student. I'm there to study. I'm there to, to, to do well. And, you know, I did have a social life, but <laughs> I did study a lot and it, it hit me all of a sudden. Well, why don't I bring my Bible with me when I go to study? Cause if I go to study every day, whether it's at 10 o'clock in the morning after my first class, or if it's at nine o'clock at night at the library, if, if I have my Bible with me and I choose to do that first, then it, I don't have to find this, you know, specific time every day to read my Bible. It's just, it's this trigger. It's when I go to study, then I read my Bible first. And sometimes it was just five minutes and sometimes I'd really get into something and it'd be 30 minutes. Um, but that was really, I saw a lot of fruit from that of, and, and felt, you know, it's like that guilt kind of went away. It's like, Oh, it doesn't have to be at six o'clock in the morning. It can be whenever, but I, I've found that it, it, it came more frequently and more, um, almost to a day-to-day basis because I, I attached spending time with God to something that I already did just about every day. Mm. And I think that we can take that through every stage of life. You know, it's because the, the, I think another source of frustration in spending time with God or any sort of discipline or habit 
that we're trying to create in our lives as moms is that seasons change every six months, it seems like. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes more as you're, if, if you've got little ones, you know, you're, you're a one-month-old baby just starting a new routine. Well, two weeks later, it's totally different, you know. So it's really, really hard to get into a routine when you, there's so many factors. And then you have more than one kid, then that doubles it. And you have another one, and it's <laughs> triple it. And mm-hmm. so it's really difficult to find it has been for me in my motherhood journey to find this is when I do my study unless I, unless I can put it to something like waking up or going to sleep or having lunch or when I drop off the kids or, you know, and it, that trigger is going to change throughout the seasons, but it, I think it's flexible enough yet specific enough to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just yeah, totally. And so if we're just committed, we don't need to be committed to it needs to be exactly at this time or with this trigger every single season. We just right. need to be committed to having a trigger and yes. figuring out what that trigger is whenever that might be. Even if it's mm-hmm. just for a week while we're on vacation, we need to find that trigger. Mhm. Identifying that trigger and then and then just choosing. I like what you said about, you know, if I bring my Bible to study and to you know, when you're studying for in college, if you said, if I bring my Bible study and then choose to read it before, I just mm-hmm. thought that saying, you know, the word choose was significant because mm-hmm. it, it, it is a choice and something that, you know, we might have the best of intentions or think, hey, this will work great. And then we're just like, well, I'm just going to do this real quick first. And mm-hmm. then we get totally off track. Um, and so I like that. I like that word choose. Um, so let's say we do have a trigger. And we sit down with our Bible, and we open it up and look at it. Maybe we nod off, and then, <laughs> and then not that that's not that that's ever happened to me. I, I, I never. I don't do that. Ever. Yeah, that I don't do that. <laughs> um, I, if you're listening, I hope you understand that um, I'm sarcastic, and that might not always come through in my writing. Maybe it does. I don't know. But I I have the gift of sarcasm, so I hope that you have the gift of the interpretation of sarcasm. Um, otherwise, you a little jingle for your podcast. <laughs> Every time you're sarcastic, you can push that jingle button. Oh. Sarcasm jingle, just in case you didn't get it. That was sarcasm. That's. <laughs> Fun. There's all sorts of little sound effects in GarageBand that I always think it'd be fun to use. <laughs> Sometimes I'll, I'll put them into a podcast for an edit just because I think it's so funny, but then I always take them out before I actually publish it. So maybe. Maybe. Sarcasm jingle. Yeah, some little, I don't know, canned laughter or something. Uh, um, okay. That was, Sorry. That was a distraction. That was free. Um, yeah. <laughs> And I was talking about God. <laughs> um, oh yeah, so so I was talking about how I, I never fall asleep while reading yes, the Bible early right. in the morning. You're yeah. being sarcastic, yeah. Right, right. So sit down and fall asleep or not? Yeah. <laughs> so how do you? Uh, and, and then you may, or maybe you don't fall asleep, um, but you sit down and you have the best of intentions. Then what? what then what? Yeah. Then. Then what? You know, I think that's, they're like, you can either do the whole eight ball Bible study where you just flip it open to mm-hmm. whatever. And then, you know, you end up in something where somebody smites somebody and you're like, oh, clearly that's not for me. So you keep flipping 
and you find something that you like a little bit better. Mm -hmm. um, but that's probably not the best way to go about it. So what are your thoughts on what, what should we do? There are a billion different ways to study the Bible. Mm -hmm. what, what can a busy mom do? Well, I think um, a, a, there are a bazillion ways to study the Bible. And a lot of times there's great Bible studies that we can go out and purchase and use. Um, I've found that most of those Bible studies are too long for me. And in the season of young motherhood, um, and so this has been another thing that's been kind of frustrating. It's like, what do I do? You know, or if I'm not involved in a group with that, it's hard to stick to it. Um, so something that I've kind of developed along the way um, through my time, especially with my time at Campus Crusade for Christ. I was on staff with Crusade for about six and a half years and did a lot of discipleship with women. Um, and felt like I, I found myself t saying the same things over and over again to these women who did not know how to study the word either and wanted to, but didn't have money for a Bible study, um, and didn't really find any they liked or whatever. So one of the things we started developing was this, this idea of asking questions. And I like to think of it, like I mentioned in the post on Monday, I think of it like when you're doing history homework and you've got a question, number one says, in what year did so-and-so do such-and-such or whatever? And so when I want to answer that question, I go back and I read the chapter with the glasses on of what I'm looking for. So if the, if the question was about Constantine, then I'm going to read that chapter. I don't care about anything else in that chapter except for Constantine. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. So I'm just re I'm kind of glancing, uh, reading, and looking for Constantine. And as soon as I see something about Constantine, then I'm going to pay better attention to that paragraph or sentence to figure out if it has that date or fact that I need to know to get my history homework done. And so I think similarly, learning to ask those good specific questions in order to learn from God's Word is is a way to to easily go deep in, in a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it, yeah, and it gives focus instead of just staring at the Bible, wondering what I'm doing with it. Uh, it gives focus to what I'm supposed to be doing next. And it, it, especially early in the morning, especially before the coffee's kicked in, <laughs> you know, we might be thinking, okay, well, that was a great scripture there. And mm -hmm. what am I, what do I take away from that? Because, you know, because the other thing is a lot of times we think, well, it needs to be a 30 minute quiet time. So I need to just read the Bible for 30 minutes. And that's a lot of rich, deep content to take in, in 30 minutes. And so if you don't know what to pull out of it, um, then it, it really doesn't have the, really the effect or the value. I think that it could have in the day is if we focus on trying mm -hmm. to gain and glean one thing from it. Yeah. Well, and I think that often um, people's goals in Bible study is quantity instead of quality. Mm -hmm. It's, let's see how much of the Bible I can read. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely think that, you know, especially once in your life, if not multiple times in our life, we, um, it, it is a great goal to read through the Bible. There are so many things that you can see when you read it from front to back. The themes that you see throughout it and, and understanding the Old Testament in order to understand the New Testament better. I mean, it, it is really a helpful thing to read through it. But if that's all we ever do is read in that kind of, it, it's kind of like a bird's eye, eye view. 
we never get down to the ground and see the details of, of what kind of dirt are we standing in, you know, and what kind of, what are the trees like, and, and, and do, are there any flowers that smell? I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. the best at analogies, but, you know, when you're, in, when you're a bird soaring over it, you just see the big picture, but you don't get all of the rich incredible details and it's the same with God's word there's so many incredible rich details for us to see that if we simply read which you know is okay for a time I think that we as moms even in the busy states of life we don't have to settle just for reading all the time we can get in there and get our hands dirty so to speak and and really experience and take in the details of God's word and we can do that through asking good questions and there's, there's three questions that I've kind of narrowed it down to as I, I feel are the most important types of questions to ask when you're in God's word. And that is what is true in this passage, what is promised in this passage, and what is commanded in this passage. And there's a lot of different ways that you can get more specific with those questions. But if you can just, you know, somehow remember that truths, promises, and commands, then when you're reading something, you can just put on that one set of glasses. Like we wanted to just look at Constantine. So one of the, probably the most important glasses you could ever put on is what is true about God in this passage? Or even if it's just one verse, what is true about God in this verse? And, and not, it's really helpful, especially in really familiar passages. It's so easy to read and go, yeah, 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 I've heard that before. But if we look at it at a different angle of just saying, don't look at anything else. Don't look at what I'm supposed to do. Don't look at what I'm supposed to be. Just look at who is God in this in this verse. Mm-hmm. There, it, it's, it's very, very eye-opening. And you can even get real specific and ask what is true about Jesus, what is true about the Holy Spirit, and learn so much about the different persons of God. Those questions. Um, another true question to ask is what is true about me because of Jesus? You know, I've been in Ephesians. A lot of us, the Hill Marines Challenge, we've been to in Ephesians, and there is so much, so much that is true about us as Christians in, in those first couple chapters. And it talks about our inheritance and how we're adopted and how we've been chosen. And often, because it's like this one big, one big long run-on sentence that goes on for like 12 verses or something, and it's can be kind of confusing first glance, but if we kind of slow down, take it just a couple verses at a time and make a list, what is true about me? It's incredible. You probably get 20 different things that you can see in that chapter that is true about me because of what Jesus has done. Hmm. And that is another really, I think, of eye-opening and life-changing question to ask when you're reading and studying the Bible. So those are some examples. That's good. That's so good. It's it makes me think of kind of life with kids. You know, you you're a kid, and then you grow, and life is fascinating, and then you grow up, and you go to college, and then you're an adult, and things get a little bit boring or mundane or whatever. But then you have kids, and suddenly it makes you look at the details life of life mm-hmm. again. Suddenly you remember how fascinating 
the dirt in the backyard is or uh-huh. <laughs> the plants in the backyard or you squat down and you look at that leaf and the little bug that's on it and you remember that roly polies are amazing and so fun and <laughs> you know it, it's it's just so much like that and suddenly just um it's almost like this whole new little world <laughs> like it makes me think of that movie a bug's life mm-hmm. you know most people they the humans i guess the movie would just look down and see a bunch of grass but then there's this whole world happening down mm-hmm. there and um, that might be the first time that you ever heard of the bible and studying the bible compared to a bug's life yes but, <laughs> that's a great <laughs> but you know with with those fact fantastic questions i i love how you can just take them it's like a choose your own adventure you can take them so many different ways and go deeper you can zoom in you can zoom out uh, that's I, I love that i love that mm-hmm. and you don't need to wait till the christian bookstore opens right to, uh, yeah yeah right um well and I, I think that the most common mistake that people make when studying the bible is making interpretation before making observation okay so big words there but you know Almost every time I go through this with somebody one-on-one and I say, you know, what's true in this passage about God? Well, it's like they forget the the question that I've just asked them and they'll say, oh, well, I'm supposed to do this. Hmm. I mean, without fail. We're just so trained. I don't know why, but we are. It's so ingrained in us that when we read a passage, we think, what should I do because of it? Which is a really good question to ask. That's the that's the end question. That's the last question you want to ask yourself. But we don't want to skip over getting down into the bug's life world of the Bible. You know, really yeah. getting into the understanding what is this passage really saying yeah. before we ask ourselves, what should I do because of it? And when we skip the observation, the looking at the the details of scripture and, and never do that and just always jump towards, oh, here's I'm gonna ha- how I'm going to apply it. We often are applying things that the Bible never asked of us. Hmm. And, and really that's where cults come into play. You know, that's what happens with cults is that's why people are drinking Kool-Aid because they didn't do the work of observation in scripture. You know, there's other you know, probably some mental illness things going on there too, <laughs> but that's, that's why it gets there because they're not really looking at, they're just, they're, they're looking at it and they're making it, they're making it say what they want it to say. And we do that too. And that is very, very dangerous. And it can cause a lot of problems in our walk with God too. If we think, well, God, you told me to do this, or you promised me that. And that may not have been what God's word really was meant to say. Mm-hmm. And we have to do that work of observation in order to apply God's word the way that it was meant to be applied. Appropriately and rightly, yeah. And, yeah. It, you know, and ultimately, it's not about us. I, I love what mm-hmm. Louis Giglio says. God wants you to uh, wrap your arms around his neck and not just stick your hands in his pockets. Mm-hmm. And by taking the time to observe what is true about God, that's a wrap your arms around his neck kind of thing. Absolutely. And just saying, what should I do? What, what am I supposed to do? What's next? And I'm all about, I love lists. I love planning. I love doing stuff. Um, maybe to a fault sometimes. But um, when we just try to take it for ourselves, then it's more like sticking our hands in his pockets. And, and mm-hmm. that's, that's not ultimately 
ultimately it's not about us. Ultimately it's about him and his glory. And when he gets the glory, that's when other people are helped. That's when people are impacted. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's so good. So Katie, a mom might be listening right now, uh, doing some dishes or doing laundry <laughs> or uh, running or, you know, uh, who knows what changing a diaper. Um, what would you say to her? And maybe she hasn't spent time with the Lord today. Maybe she hasn't read the Bible in a while. Maybe she's feeling a little bit guilty, um, a little bit nervous about jumping back in. Um, what would you What would you say to her? How would you encourage her? Well, I would say that um, God is working in you. God is working in me. He is always working, even when we're not in His Word. Um, I think so often we feel like we've got to clean ourselves up or fix things before we can come to him or before he's going to work in our lives. And we can certainly align our lives in such a way to experience more growth, but he works regardless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> our, 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 our right now, our becoming more like Jesus, our sanctification, big word, but becoming more like Jesus now as we are Christians, as we strive to be good moms glorify God with our lives and, and to choose well, that even whether we do those things well or not, God still works in us. Mm. You know, Philippians one, six has become one of my favorite, favorite verses in it. And it, it says, I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. He began a work in you right now, mom, that is tired and hasn't opened her Bible in three weeks and maybe doesn't want to. He is working, has started a work in you and he will complete it. And, and our, our job is just, just follow where he's leading. We don't need to pick ourselves up off the floor and clean ourselves up before we can move on. Mm-hmm. We just need to listen to what is he saying right now? What is he asking me to do right now? And it may be go take a nap. <laughs> it may not be open your Bible. It may be be a healthy person. I mean, I, I think we, we need to be in God's word because we it, it is like it's fertilizer and water and everything we need for our soul to grow. You know, as we think fertilizer, mm-hmm. that was, you know, we're, we're, we're a plant wanting to grow. And I know we all want to be fruitful and we will be most fruitful when when we are taking in the things that feed our soul. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, we could do all those things and never grow if God does not do the work. And so I think just if we could do everything with the backdrop of that, of knowing that it's not my work to become a better Christian, and that's not really the end goal anyway, (laughs) Um, it really takes off the burden of guilt and feeling like I'm behind. You're not behind. God is God is the one that is working, and He knows your moments. He sees your days, and He knows the times that are hard and the times that are good, and He uses it all. And even if you'd never crack your Bible open, He can still work. Um, and then just practically, I would say pray, um, because we, we know that God wants us in his word because he commands us to, you know, he says, do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth, right? Meditate on it day and night. Um, there's no quiet time in the Bible. (laughs) There's no place that God commands us to have a quiet time where we sit down 
you know, for 30 minutes and open our Bibles and read it. The, if anything, the Bible command, it says be in the word all the time, you know, like have it in your mind all the time. Think about it all the time. That's more. So that's why we get in God's word so that we can think about it more throughout the rest of our days. So to, since we know that that's what God wants for his word to be dwelling our minds, if we pray to that end, he will answer that prayer. If you're standing right now and thinking, I have no idea when to do a trigger. I really don't. If we pray and say, God, will you help me find a trigger? Will you give me five minutes today to be in your word? Because I desperately want it and I desperately need it. He will answer that prayer because that's his will. And he promises that, that he, he will answer prayer according to his will. And so I, th- I just encourage you to... to um, just to let go of that guilt and pour your heart out to God and, and tell him where you're at because he already knows. But just admit that to him and he He will He will give you what you need. So good. So good. For those of you moms who are listening, um, we Katie just released a free Bible study on Inspired to Action on Monday. Uh, so that that should be two days ago, depending on when you're listening to this, I suppose. But go check that out. Download it. It is simple, simple way to get started. She kind of talks over these points and gives you a little bit of a framework for each week. Uh, so so go check that out. And Katie, where can we find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Katie or 22 K A T I E or O R R. 22. I am on Instagram, same thing, Katie or 22. Facebook, same deal. Um, and online on my blog at katieor.me. So are you the 22nd Katie Orr? No, that's just always been my favorite number. My birthday's July 22nd. I know it looks lame because it looks like I'm 22 years old. No, it doesn't. You but have your own. <laughs> so do you... I can't get anything else. I have looked so many times because <laughs> I want to, I've wanted to get away from it. But at this point, I think I've just resigned to be Katie or 22. So be honest. <laughs> do you pump Taylor Swift's 22 in the car when you don't have your kids with you? I don't. I don't know much of Taylor Swift. Well, there's, she has a song. She has a song called 22, and so since your favorite number is 22. Yes. I need to check that out. <laughs> yeah, when I was, like, played basketball, I was number 22. and anyway. Awesome. Well, this may yeah. be the first podcast that included Studying God's Word, A Bug's Life, and Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah. So there you go. <laughs> well, guys, thanks for listening. Katie, thanks for joining us, and uh, I'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks, Kat. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Well, that's all we have for today's episode of the podcast. Thanks so much for just taking time out of your day to listen. I hope that you've been encouraged and challenged. And if you have any ideas or suggestions for me or for the podcast, just head over to inspiredtoaction.com. Click on the contact button and send me an email. Uh, I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you think about it, uh, what I can do better. Uh, Anybody that you want me to interview, feel free to, to send me an email. And uh, as always, you can check out all the notes for this session at inspiretoaction.com. And you can also download any of our free ebooks uh, or our free prayer calendars for moms at the blog. Just go to inspiretoaction.com and click on the resource link. Well, my name is Kat Lee, and I am wishing you an incredible day with your family. And remember, you are a mom. You're kind of a big deal. Now go be awesome. Later.